In this episode of The Fool Nerd, it's the big one, Elizabeth. Welcome to the Full Nerd, uh, Full Nerd episode sixty four. I can't talk because I'm so excited. I'm your host Gordon Ung with Brad, uh, co-host Brad Charkas live from Cologne, Germany. There he is, home of Gamescom. And of course, Elaine Yee on the left seat. Hi, I guess that's the right seat to you. And Adam Patrick Murray controlling the vertical and horizontal. Brad, how much uh, sleep have you gotten today, if any? Uh, about four hours. Oh, good. Because you've been seeing all the cool stuff, right? Yes, I have, actually. And you're here to tell us all about it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? Let's do it. Like I said, I got four hours of sleep. So yeah. all right. You know, I think we should do is we should make this like any good keynote. Yes. Uh, besides the fact that we are going to tell you everything we know about GeForce RTX 2080 Ti and 2080 and 2070. Let's talk about Gamescom. So we stretch it out so you have to like wait 10 minutes to find out the stuff you want to hear about. Not even 10 minutes. It was like, what, a solid That's two all, hours? That's all. Most keynotes. So, uh, so Gamescom, of course, is the big show in Germany. Big game show. So uh, are we starting with that? No, I don't know. I don't no, know. Let's no. start with RTX. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I mean, what kind of a, you got to make people like, they, they're going to like, okay, we know. They're gone. They'll tune out in five minutes. Drop off. Right? That's, why, that's why what happens at Come the on, end Jensen. of every Star Trek episode is the last five minutes. Because, like, whoa, if you give it away like 35 minutes, people are going to tune out. No, you got to have that build up. Star Trek was different. Research. (laughs) So, uh, and I was, uh, we were talking earlier before the show started. Brad was saying, I'm amazed that uh, Steve, I'm I'm referencing that. That's the way I have Steve Schurter from Gamers Nexus. He did a teardown of a 2080 card. What's up with that? I don't see. I sort of expected everybody would be under some strict NDA. Nobody would be able to talk about anything, but you're able to talk about what you know so far. I know I saw the exact same presentation that y'all saw, so I can talk about anything that you've seen. Yeah, but you saw it I, live and in person. And you've been touching cards, right? I have been. They wouldn't actually let us touch any last night, oh. but I found one sitting at a table in HP's booth at Gamescom, <laughs> so I touched it a couple different ways. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. This is a family show. Oh, y'all are going somewhere I was not meaning. <laughs> I did it. Obviously, it's a do cooler setup. Uh, should we sum up for people who are, have been living under a rock? Yeah, so... Uh, finally, after what, a year of waiting? Probably more. You know, I guess. But two and a half. Two and a half. I don't know about that. I was just that's why I sent out that chart earlier because look, check it out. We got uh, you had. Let's break it down. Oh, should, GTX I, should I switch to it? Uh, yeah, I guess you can. If yeah. you want. All right. GTX 680, 2014, uh, 2012. GTX 980, 2014. GTX 1080, 2016. And then Nvidia had nothing to do, so they came out with the 1080 Ti and Titan XP in 2017. And then now it's actually right on schedule. I had no idea. It's actually right on schedule every two years, no, right? No, it's been. I was reading somewhere that earlier this month, NVIDIA officially passed the transition from Fury X to Vega for the longest high end graphics card delay ever. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I guess they don't count TI for 650. Well, the 1080 came out in May 2016, two and a half years ago, so. I guess if you want, if you're talking about the stragglers, I mean, we just had the GDDR4 1030 come out last week. That's a card nobody wished they they had. It's not even GDDR. It's just DDR4. (laughs) 
So, the, the, of course, the big news with RTX 2080 is uh, ray tracing, real-time ray tracing. Yep, that's all they talked about for, what, a good two hours? Right. I, you know, and I got I to gotta say, like, you got a lot of people who watch the, the keynote, and, you know, people have their OCD. They, they, they have no attention, short attention span. That's the way all keynotes go, frankly. If you go to any trade show, any big launch, it's, you got to have the long buildup. Um, and I, I think what I do appreciate from the NVIDIA uh, keynotes is that Jensen knows his stuff, right? Yeah. And there's very few CEOs that are going to get up there and that can talk to the detail that he does about all the technology. Now, a lot of people don't want the details. They just want to know how much and how fast. <laughs> so that's a problem that is a little different. Uh, yeah, we, we got people in the chat. Say, one person specifically said they, they fell asleep. Yeah, and that's... The, the live stream. So. And to be honest, that, that's a tough one, right? Because, I mean... At his level, I just want to be fair, at the level he's at, remember Jensen's been making graphics cards for his entire lifetime. Uh, he has a problem, I think, talking down to our level. It's like a, a human talking to a dog. Like, it really is like, <laughs> you do eventually, like, I, I, don't, I don't understand it. I think this case is a little bit unique, though, because it is such a fundamental shift, like, from focusing on rasterized graphics to all of a sudden we're trying to introduce ray tracing. And it needs that setup, because... Like, I understand what it means because I'm researching it. You know, I, this has been going on theoretically for a long time. It hasn't officially worked until now. But, you know, the average gamer has no idea what it actually means. So I think it deserved a bit of setup. Oh, An sure. hour and a half worth of setup was a bit much. Well, yeah. d didn't he already give some of that setup at SIGGRAPH as well? Yeah, but no, nobody who's uh, interested just, in how much you know, GeForce cards just, uh, cost. Uh, well, <laughs> it's a uh, uh, on Twitch, Bastel uh, is asking a very important question. Any performance comparisons with uh, current games and last-gen cards? Did they show something backstage? Please, Brad, tell us that they did. Um, the only thing that we had available backstage were demos of... You could play Shadow of Tomb Raider. You could play Metro Exodus and Battlefield Five with ray tracing. So... Oh, and right. it, it didn't show any FPS counters and stuff. I didn't actually play it myself because they had pre-scheduled demo slots, and mine was for oh, okay. eleven thirty at night. Uh, but okay. I still could. Nope. <laughs> yep. So, but I stood behind people watching it and stuff, and it looked all right. It looked pretty good. You could tell it was still early. You could tell that they're working with early drivers and stuff. Okay. But it is really cool to see the reflections, like off the battlefield. You know, the okay. metal of the guns and stuff like that. But. I would want to spend more time with it before I Yeah, because some of the reasons. early chatter I saw on Twitter seemed to indicate that the people playing the demos weren't impressed. Like one of my ex-colleagues from IGN was there. Yeah. He was saying that it seemed a little grainy. Yeah, yeah. You could it, Again, I was standing probably it's three feet back day. watching. I know. But it, it yeah. did seem like there was a little bit of noise, which has traditionally been the problem with Ray Chase graphics huh. uh, in there. Uh, it could have been a low resolution. Who knows? I right. mean, it still looked good. Don't get me wrong. But it looked. I to me, did it look playable? Is the is the thing? I mean, if, if you're actually getting what looked like playable frame rates, realistically, of course, we don't know if G Sync was on and we. Well, and, and also, I don't know if this is uh, where they're pulling it from, but Whiskey Omega on Twitch is saying uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is running between 30 and 60 with ray tracing on at 2080 Ti at 1080p. Uh, yeah. So, Ooh. you know, it's it's definitely going to be an impact. <laughs> That's a lot faster than it could have ever run on previous hardware. Oh, that definitely. It's the truth when they say that. <laughs> right. I mean, that sort of the let's let's get right into it. The controversy with RTX, with the ray tracing thing, everybody was like, 
Where, where's my performance numbers? Obviously, it's, everybody assumed it's going to be bad, horrible. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people are like, this is terrible. Why should I buy, you know, a 2080 over a 1080? And the reaction was, I mean, I, I guess it was, it was harsher than I expected. Um, you know, obviously, it's just anecdotal reports I've seen from people and all the comments and a lot of the stories at other places. People are kind of think this is like, uh, it's no big deal. We waited two years for this, for this ray tracing thing. Do you think that reaction is fair, Brad? Uh, yes. If For anybody who's listening, if you haven't recommended it, I have like 2,000 words down from the reveal. Yes. I recommend you go into reading that for actual like deep context because during mm-hmm. a chat, things come and go. Yeah, I'm going to drop it in the, the chat right now. But uh, I can understand both reactions because this is a big shift for graphics technology. And if it can happen, awesome, because the end of the line is you're getting movie quality graphics. Uh, the thing is, we're still at the beginning of the line, as we were just talking about about the visual quality of these games. And like DirectX 12, we don't know how long it'll take for this to really get off the ground, right? Uh, and if you look at the actual CUDA core accounts from this generation 20 series to the last generation 10 series, you don't see the sizable CUDA core accounts that you would see in previous generational shifts from NVIDIA. So you're likely not going to see as much of a performance uptick in traditional games that aren't using ray tracing. This is just me speculating, by the way. Right, because they do have uh, redesigned as, shader engine, right? So Yeah, they have redesigned stream multiprocessors. They have, you know, they could have a speed boost. Uh, I mean, they listed clock speeds, but these things, previous generations overclock like a champ. Uh, so, yeah, like if you look at, if you think back to the GTX 10 series, the 1070 was faster than the GTX 980 Ti. If you look at the CUDA core count for this, the GTX 20 or RTX 2080 has 500 fewer CUDA cores than the GTX 1080 Ti, which we'll have to see what the processor, uh, the architectural changes bring. But that indicates that it could be around the same level of performance as the GTX 1080 Ti for about the same price two years later in traditional games. So we're going to have to wait and see for reviews. And I think that's where the concern a lot of people have. That's the concern I have. I actually had an article going up today talking about, hey, here's all the pre-orders you can do. But I wouldn't personally put my own money on any of this at this time because there are too many question marks. Uh, so I would recommend everybody wait for reviews. So here's the question, though. Um, yeah, I mean, I just want to bring up. So, like, just for an example, we went from uh, CUDA cores GTX uh, 680, we went from 1500 to 2000 with a 980, and from the 980 to the 1080, we went to 2500 CUDA cores. Nope, let me flash that mm. back on. Yeah. No, no, no. And, then, and so the, the the RTX 2080 is tw- is 3000 CUDA cores. So uh, it's, it's a bit of a jump. Yeah, it's a bit, it's I a, get what you're saying. It's a it's a bit of a jump, but I guess what I what I'm I think my point that I sort of took away from the keynote yesterday was we're looking at uh, Nvidia saying, you know what, you don't need you don't need 900 frames a second to play Counter Strike global operations or 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 to play Fortnite and these it's clear that people are not buying 4k panels at 144 hertz there are options out there but the vast majority weren't rather than giving you all these cores we need to or rather than giving you more frame rates that don't matter we need to to work on starting ray tracing isn't yeah, that like the old amd joke 
highest quality pixels. Right, highest quality. But <laughs> isn't that, I mean, something, that's what I, I think is like, it's a fair, if that's really what they're trying to do, then that's that's admirable, I suppose. But yeah, it's not necessarily so good for consumers. I For early adopters, I, anyway. Yes, I agree with what you're saying. If, if they're starting the shift, which is, I think, honestly, part of what they're trying to do is start the shift towards ray tracing and stuff, uh, then this is the setup phase. Uh, but I can understand consumers, other people who are wary of saying, okay, it's been two years. You want me to spend $500 on a 20, RTX 2070 that's going to have potentially roughly the same performance in traditional games as a GTX 1080 that cost five, six hundred, five, six hundred bucks two years ago. So right, There's no <laughs> indication of how soon you'll actually see any benefit from adopting that technology. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's the, that's the thing, right? Because right. like DirectX 12 has been a thing forever. We've been AMD's had hardware inside of its graphics cards for DirectX 12 forever, and we're still waiting for that benefit because people haven't jumped on the DX12 bandwagon as much as everybody expected it would. So that's that's part of the danger here. That's the reason I say don't necessarily pre-order, wait for reviews. Yeah, and it does very much come down to developer relations. Yes. Well, he kept he kept saying it was uh <clears throat> it was just real easy. It just works. Uh, it just but, works. Uh, Bastel's making a good point that uh, you know that uh, in the meantime, before everyone you know gets to the ray tracing part, uh, developers are still going to have to do both. They're going to have to do the traditional way and the ray tracing way. So now they're almost kind of doing double duty for a while. So you know, in some ways, that's kind of a detriment. But I mean, that always happens when you try to push things forward. So. Yeah, it depends on the technical implementation. I think NVIDIA is actually awfully clever to get out ahead of this with RTX because they can offer GameWorks-style tools. Or I forget, they have a name for it, but I forget what it was. Sure. They announced them earlier this year. Where they're like, look, man, we're starting to get ahead of this. Here, just take our code. Here's, here's a box of code. You can put 100 lines of your own code in there, and it'll work for you, which is what they did you know, back when uh, GameWorks first started coming out with The Witcher 3 and everything like that. And so I think that's what they're trying to do. I think it's also clever to call it RTX, because when you think of the DirectX ray tracing protocol, RTX are kind of letters that come to your mind. So now it's kind of blending NVIDIA's hardware into your mind with just ray tracing in general. Right. And, and, and we were sort of talking about this yesterday because, of course, you know, GameWorks has been a controversial program at NVIDIA. Uh, the backstory is uh, they were accused of developers who use GameWorks were uh, were said to not be able to change that code. And, you know, of course, it depends from what I've heard. It depends. Yeah. And but. I mean, the conspiracy theory, a lot of well, not just conspiracy theory. A lot of people were accusing NVIDIA of trying to use that to hurt AMD. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, you know, to be fair, how, how do if developers aren't going to use these new features because they don't have time or money or resources? If this is making it easier for them, isn't that a plus for a, a gamer in the end, rather than just kind of like playing, oh, we need to, to be helpful to our competitors? The interesting thing to me is that I don't think that existing game works like Hairworks and stuff like that necessarily were to destroy AMD because it actually it hammered performance even on NVIDIA cards. They were just really high end, you know, really hardcore uh, expensive visual effects uh, with ray tracing with this RTX stuff. I mean, if developers implement this, I mean, it'll the performance will still be just as bad on GTX 10 series cards, just as bad as AMD cards. Right. So, 
that encourages people to buy an RTX card, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I just want to point that out. And, and I also, to be fair, I just want to make sure that people know NVIDIA is also always claim that that was not true, those allegations mm-hmm. of, of GameWorks. Um, I was talking to Will Smith earlier because we he was interested in talking about this card. We were talking about the old days and sort of how my concern was you don't want to be the first person to buy this card. I mean, there's definitely people who like to be there because you're a show off. We understand that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's people like, you know, if this new feature doesn't really run at speed that you hope it would, all you're really getting is a card that can run some of the cool demos, then you'd never run that part again. And you basically wait for the RTX uh, 3080 to where you really get Mm -hmm. where it really steps up is you got any feeling for whether that could happen here or just too early to say. Um, it's too early to say, but I've got four hours of sleep. But I don't mind speculating. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if you, we've never seen a TI and a 1080 launch at the same time. Usually it's two or three quarters later. Uh, it could be because this new 2080 TI is going to be faster than the GTX 1080 TI. Uh, it's going to be the fastest card you could ever buy, pretty much. It's going to be able to power the 144 hertz monitors g-sync hdr monitors that just came out so that's a big part of it uh i think by also launching right now in uh, amd is also already developing gpus on the seven nanometer process technology uh this year is just for data center use next year could be consumer use so i won't be surprised if next year we see a basically a refresh of these rtx cards but on a smaller process and I mm. think the jump down to seven nanometer or whatever for NVIDIA will be a much more significant jump than the jump from GTX 10 Series 16 to RTX Series 12 is now. So we'll, we'd see more speed gains and whatnot. So but if we're, I'm just pulling that out of my butt. So. so if we are on the path of speculation, what kind of performance would you want to see out of this card to make it worthwhile for people to adopt it? Uh, it's rough. I don't. I don't know if I can answer that right off the bat. Yeah, because I, I, mean, I was, Go ahead. I don't know enough about how much of a difference the streaming multiprocessor makes. I don't know. I don't know enough of a different. I mean, if you're still paying with ray tracing being in the future, if you're expected to pay the same price pre- premium right now as you did two years ago for the same level of traditional game performance, I think that's kind of a tough sell. I'm also interested to see, uh, with ray tracing being such a big deal, how reviewers like me are supposed to test this card when it comes out. Because when it does come out on September 20th, just a month from now, right now there are no games with ray tracing. So if ray tracing is such a big deal, how are we going to measure that kind of you know mm-hmm. jump from the 10 series to the 20 series? Yeah, that's what we were talking about yesterday. You know how how are reviewers expected to uh, benchmark that? You know if there's not any widespread utilities uh you know do you, do you have any thoughts early early sleepy thoughts on uh, how you're <laughs> going to be testing that uh i'm obviously going to run traditional game suite uh i'm hoping that uh, you know how they teased the battlefield 5 open beta for early september mm-hmm. i'm hoping that that has uh ray tracing in it and stays in effect long enough and they or maybe they give reviewers drivers early mm. so that we can test battlefield 5 with ray tracing on 
during the open beta, but we'll have to see. If I do have early drivers and stuff, I'm not going to be able to tell you guys about it. So, well, you guys uh, being the audience. Maybe this is something <laughs> you also can't tell us, but uh, Elopez580 is asking, uh, Brad, do you have a 2080 right now that you can bring home, or is it going to be shipped to you later? No, but I have a Cyberpunk. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Cyberpunk. Uh, teasing for the later section. <laughs> uh, we, we got a couple other questions from the chat. Uh, on... I, for, for what it's worth, like I said in the beginning, uh, where I'm at right now, I know the exact same stuff you did. I mean, I got to go and watch Battlefield Five being played and whatnot in the back room. That's the extent of it. I have all the exact same information that you do. Hmm. All right. Well, I, you you have more knowledge than I do. Information is a different thing. But um, Jacques uh, on YouTube is asking... Uh, uh, he hears it all the time, but you shouldn't pre-order. Uh, but there in Holland, he can always return it within 30 days. So what's the risk? Uh, I guess you can pre-order if you want. <laughs> you want to <laughs> loan somebody a thousand bucks for something you don't know if it's going to pan out. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, but I don't. It's not going to get worse. I mean, you're really. I I just can't imagine. I, I sort of think. I could imagine traditional games performance staying pretty stagnant on right. the one jump on the one jump. So like the 2070 might have traditional game performance of the GTX 1080. Right. So well, I wouldn't spend but that's, 800 bucks on that necessarily. It's for the promise of uh, ray tracing though, right? I mean that's sort of the But yeah. we, so here's the thing and I asked this of Adam yesterday if you if 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 he's like, "Hey, Brad, I just gave you $500 for, you know, being the best person ever on the on the world, your daughter says, "Dad, here's five hundred dollars. I've been saving it. Broke open the, the piggy bank." Those are two different scenarios. What are you gonna buy? Did <laughs> <laughs> you go out and buy a ten eighty? Once free money, once stealing from your child. <laughs> no, that's your child going. Gosh, yeah, you know all the food and those hey. diapers. You think that was free? I've been keeping tabs. I don't know if you, I don't know if you can like, technically steal from your children if they're under eighteen. True. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. Well. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if you had to go out, you had a bag of money. Do you buy a 1080 mm -hmm. or a 2080 for 100 bucks more? I, I, I wait for reviews. I mean, a 2070. I'm 100%. I'm 100% wait for reviews kind of guy. I always am. I don't suggest pre-ordering games. Yeah, I Gordon. especially don't suggest pre-ordering hardware. I tweeted yeah. earlier today, this reminds me of the original first-gen Ryzen situation, where everyone's like, yeah, I'm pre-ordering now because this is, you know, eight cores, awesome, etc. But it turns out a lot of people were gamers, and, like, I did an article about it that, First-gen Ryzen had basically the same gaming performance of my overclocked 3570K. So hmm. new, like, bleeding-edge new hardware often has quirks that you don't know about. So I always especially recommend not pre-ordering when it's all new. And there's right. not much information right now either. I mean, I feel like that's the biggest takeaway from your article this morning about all the aftermarket cards. Pretty much that was what you said for every single card like it has oc in the name but who knows what that overclock really is yeah, I, yeah I they're, all on, they're all available for pre-order and none of them have clock speeds listed among a couple other a couple of the manufacturers you can go to their websites it's not in their product listings and find some additional like power phase details and nerdy stuff like that that's only a couple of them you can't find it in the listing nobody's talking clock speeds i tried asking a few people today Jeez. so that's well can we talk a little bit about pricing because yesterday you know we we got a link to the nvidia's website mm -hmm. and it ended up having prices that were 200 higher than what jensen has 
set on stage uh what what's what are the pricing you know what's that looking like overall not not only of the founders edition but also of the the partner cards what am I looking at? Oh, yeah. Well, well, I think that was confused because those prices are for the Founders Edition cards. Mm-hmm. So uh, those always cost more or yep. theoretically cost more. It's looking looking at the pre-orders that went available on Newegg. It's looking like similar to the GTX 10 series situation where they said it's starting at X price. Ours is going to be X more. But as it turns uh, okay. out, all the other manufacturers treat the Founders Edition price as the baseline price, basically, and everything's more expensive than that even. Mm-hmm. They're really expensive right now. But theoretically... The 2080 Ti is 9.99 for reference, Theoretical. or or not reference, but beginning starting price for models. Because Asus is selling a blower fan reference style cooler, <laughs> but with a plastic shroud for 1,200 bucks. It looks so cheap. <laughs> it's so bad. Don't but, buy that. But this is clearly just early. I mean, the the, the everybody's an allocation for these things. There aren't going to be that many, so the price is going to be high. You see the yep. same thing with CPUs where it's marked up a couple hundred bucks on Newegg the day yeah. day of sale because they can. Yeah, because what are you going to do, right? It's you know. So yeah, so yeah, so it's a, theoretically a thousand bucks starting price for the twenty eighty Ti, uh, twelve hundred bucks for the Founders Edition. The Founders Edition cards all come with overclocks, by the way. Those are the one cards that you can find clock information for the ones that Nvidia is selling. Hmm. Uh, the twenty eighty is seven hundred dollars starting price theoretically. Again, theoretically. Uh, $800 for the Overclocked Founders Edition. And the 2070 is $500 starting price, which is crazy that that's always been traditionally the 80 tier cards starting price, 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, just a couple generations ago, the 70 tier was 300 and I think 70 bucks 30. for the 970. 330 bucks. Yeah, now it's 500 bucks. That's, that's a jump. Uh, or 600 bucks for the Founders Edition, which again is overclocked. Yeah, prices are nuts. <laughs> yeah, well, um, not to derail you, but I mean, we've got so many questions lining up for the chat. Everybody wants to know the information uh, from you, Brad. Uh, and, and they you, missed you yeah, yesterday. They, they really did. Uh, it's great to have Brad on the show. Uh, Mr. Jack on YouTube is asking: Is there any information if the new series will implement full HDMI spec and support Active Sync? Uh, they did not go into any hard details like that, so. Okay. Uh, Jorge Santana is asking, uh, AMD has ray tracing. Will Navi support it uh, and next-gen consoles powered by Navi? Uh, We're going to have to see what happens with Navi. Uh, I mean, ray tracing is not proprietary to NVIDIA, even though NVIDIA wants you to think that it is Mm -hmm. in its marketing. RTX is proprietary to NVIDIA, their whole platform or stuff, their RT cores, their whatnot, their GameWorks or VR, whatever it's called this time around. Uh, So, yeah, you know, Intel can make its own ray tracing stuff. It's it's a standard in DirectX, DirectX ray tracing. So there is room for other people, other manufacturers to create their own open standards even in implementations. Hmm. Uh, Devil Assassins asking uh, some rumors uh, out there saying that the 20 series is just a refresh of the 10 series with the implemented tensor cores. Do you agree? Word that again? Can you re- repeat that? Sorry. Uh, rumors are saying that the 20 series is just a refresh of the 10 series with uh, implemented tensor cores. Do you agree? No, I don't agree, because, I mean, they've re-engineered the streaming multiprocess that's underneath it. It's, if anything, it's more like Volta than Pascal, from what I'm gathering so far, from looking at the Turing GPU specs that they released and stuff. Uh, 
but it's you know it has all the Volta stuff kind of packed into it, the Turing stuff. I mean, it's it's nothing at all like Pascal. I don't think. I mean, it is to some degree, but no, I would not call it that. Okay. Uh, Enigmatastic on Twitch is asking uh, any idea on whether the new cards will have exclusive drivers. Will GeForce Experience um, no longer require you to log in with an email? <laughs> I can answer that one. I'm new. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it has its own branch of drivers because it is so fundamentally different. But we'll see. They the drivers are big these days, so they might just still cram everything in together for simplicity. Mm. All right. Uh, e. Lopez 580 is wondering if the price of the 2080 Ti means that the t- Titan line uh, for prosumer gamer is over. Or are they going to introduce something yeah. even higher? $1,500. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I think this might be a weird generation. So uh, I'm interested to see what next generation looks like. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see a Titan this time around. Because, like I said, I suspect there might be a refresh next year. Uh, uh, RTX Titan. That's that's a good name. It just rolls off the tongue. Titan RTX. <laughs> Titan RTX. T. <laughs> sure. Man, my video is severely desynced. Hopefully y'all's Yeah, you look better. fine on our end. Yeah, you, you're looking fine on our end. That's good. Okay, good. I can hear you. That's the good part. Perfect. I got, I got a question about the Tensor cores. I'm going to just interject my question. Where, so we have three cores. We have sort of like legacy cores for old gamings. We have ray tracing core. And then we have these Tensor cores. Like there's yep. like a tensor processing. Do you think we're going to get any support out of games or developers? What what the heck are we going to use that for in PC in the in the near future? Well, I think Jensen actually explained it pretty well yesterday that the tensor cores are helping the RT cores by because uh, ray tracing. The problem with real time ray tracing is that it gets it's awfully noisy. It's awfully computationally expensive, so everything looks grainy. So they're using these tensor cores to clean up the images at the end. They're saying it's advanced enough to be able to catch where it is grainy and figure out that it's not supposed to be grainy and fix it. Um, The part that was really interesting to me, I was reading up more on it today because I was doing an article about it, uh, and they didn't actually talk much about it aside from saying that it uses tensor cores. But uh, there's the new deep learning super sampling, which basically uses the tensor cores Mm. to enhance super sampling and create like this ultra crisp picture and again that'll be an rtx exclusive obviously because it uses tensor cores but those are two actual you know things that people can use in games now and they have about 20 games lined up i did an article today uh that use one or the other or both including uh player unknown's battlegrounds is going to use the deep learning super sampling so really yeah arc survival evolved you know some big ones nice nice uh, some more questions for you. Uh, sure. Tim- Timothy Baldridge, uh, how do you see this transition to ray tracing compared to older transitions, like going to the GeForce FX programmable shaders from fixed pipelines? Um, I think I think it'll wind up happening. Um, that's, that's what my gut reaction, because it's not just NVIDIA pushing this. Earlier this year, DirectX ray tracing got pushed out everyone's behind this at least in theory uh i consider this generation my initial gut instinct is that it's gonna be like a transitional generation that's the reason they're pricing it so high they're putting them out now so that developers know hey this is going to be a thing for us start thinking about it and then i think 
it, it'll probably be more appealing in future generations, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I haven't tested it yet, so. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a lot of chatter in the chat uh, about mining uh, <laughs> at Aribahabat. It's uh, asking, <laughs> what's the impact of RTX on the mining market? Tell us. I have no idea, man. <laughs> I have no idea if miners even figured out how to use it. I, I would guess that miners were not buying $2,000 freaking or $3,000 Titan Vs to figure out how to get Volta GPUs <laughs> mining efficiently. So I would be surprised if they could leverage that immediately, at least for mining operations, especially what? with prices being in the dumps like they are now. When does the first Ray coin come out? <laughs> <laughs> All those coins from all the ray tracing. Uh, Timothy Baldridge is asking again: uh, DLSS could come automatic on many. Uh, could that come automatic on many games? Uh, it could be a better form of TAA. It could if they implement it. I mean, Nvidia's had other kinds of alternative anti-aliasing and stuff before, other forms of super sampling. Um, it depends on whether or not it's implemented. Uh, if it's as effective as they say it is. I mean, you got to imagine NVIDIA commands a large chunk of the graphics card market and, you know, they have new hardware out, so they might gobble even more up. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's incentive for developers to, you know, to put those new features to use for the gamers who want them who are buying this new hardware, right? Uh, Half-Baked Snake on uh, Twitch is asking, how does RTX uh, affect frame... Uh I'm trying to reword it. Uh, how does RTX uh, have an effect on frame rate uh, in normal games? Is it something you can turn on even though the game doesn't have it in it? Uh, or are you going to have to manually do that? Or is the developer going to give you that option? Um, I don't know yet. We haven't seen games with it. Uh, I mean, just based on the fact that not RTX, but ray tracing itself... Uh, won't work on Pascal or AMD cards or any cards but these, I would suspect it would have to be a toggle, right? That he was toggling it last night on stage. Mm. You know, here's it on, here's it off. So that's what I would expect. Maybe not in real time like that, uh, but at least as a menu option, that would be my guess. Um, and I would expect it to, to give a frame rate hit because ray tracing does take a lot of GPU grunt. So I would expect it to affect performance. Sorry, Brad. I'm I'm keeping going with these questions because the the people just want to know. No, I, I was going to ask another question. Know. One, but all right, no, go for, go for it. Go for it. I can't remember now. Damn it! It was uh, <laughs> it was about ray tracing, and it, it does feel like it, it does need a patch. But um, God, what the heck was I going to ask? You know what, Adam? You need to ask, and I'll try to write a lot out of my brain. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, a lot of people are asking about benchmarks. They just want to see the benchmarks, Brad. Uh, and Me then too. Nelly, uh, <laughs> Nelly over on YouTube is specifically saying. Technically, if there's no NDA, can't somebody at Gamescom just run a few benchmarks while no one's watching? Brad? <laughs> uh, well, I would <laughs> suspect that they would not put benchmarking software on the computer that where they're running ray tracing demos. <laughs> I mean, what if you what if you know you accidentally just slipped a thumb drive in with you know some yeah. benchmarks? So that is that super happened, subtle, right? Everybody's done it before. Matt, in fact, uh, everyone has done it before. But let me tell you. They had freaking two, they had rows of like 
maybe seven or eight computers set up, you know, face to face for people to have demo stations. And they had two people on each side looking over the shoulders of everybody to make sure everything <laughs> funky was going on. Yeah. I know I will give you a story. Recently, Mark Hawkman was at a Qualcomm event because they have, you know, Windows on ARM. Mm-hmm. So he's like, hey, can I do something here? He's like, oh, yeah, go ahead. You know, because it's just some person they pay to watch people, make sure they don't steal stuff. So he installed some benchmarks, start running benchmarks. He gets about halfway through one of them, the second one. like, oh, you need to stop that. And he's like, can I just let it finish? He's like, no, stop right now. And I will say, at Computex, at Computex, at the AMD booth, where they had Threadripper all set up and running and everything, I was like, oh, it's set up. And I went over there. Of course, everybody's like seeing what they can check. They were smart. They had, they had a monitor hooked up, but no mouse and keyboard. <laughs> so I guess the thing is to bring your own mouse and keyboard to these things. <laughs> uh, well, dang it. I wanted to ask about uh, ray tracing and performance testing. Um, and, of course, now I forgot because I really – I'm just gone. But uh, It'll be tricky. I mean, nobody's done it. So we're going to have to figure out the best methods for it. So I do have a question, too. A lot of the reaction, I think, from everybody was like clearly because – they did not break out frame rates. Didn't they? Did not break out that X part is faster than Y part. Everybody is assuming it's going to be worse, right? I mean, everybody's yeah. absolutely sure. I mean, which is interesting. I think. I think looking at the core counts, knowing that they didn't like tremendously overhaul the streaming microprocessors, I don't think it'll necessarily be worse. It wouldn't be worse, like twenty seventy to ten seventy. We're talking worse, 2070 versus 1080, by the way. Uh, But I don't think it'll necessarily be substantially better. And I think that's probably a better way to phrase the concern. Uh, But again, we're going to have to wait for benchmarks because they have all kinds of technology in here, man. So going to have to wait. Uh, Yamil is asking, uh, Brad, where do you think this generation will fall in terms of performance per dollar? Will it be better or worse than buying a Pascal GPU to play current games? To play current games? Right now, I would say Pascal would probably be better performance per dollar, especially, uh, I mean, you can't tell until you get reviews. Don't, I'm going to backtrack. You can't Mm -hmm. tell because you don't know. But if you're... If you believe that it's it's possible that they'll have that kind of stagnant, not stagnant, but not substantial performance jump, then it's likely that the current gen Pascal parts would be better performance for dollar once they start dropping in price. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say that. But I mean, to be fair, this comes back to my question again. You've got a bag of cash. You're sitting on like a seven seventy, <laughs> right? You've got this bag of cash you stole from your kid's room at night, and you're going. What, what should I buy? No, don't don't steal money from your kids. Obviously, that's not right. But I'm just saying, if I'm going to go out and I have this amount of money, do I? Uh, are we? I swear to God, who the hell is going to buy a 1080 Ti or 1080 at this point? I I'm just, just, but the thing is that we don't have performance numbers yet, so it's really hard to make that call. And so, if the let's just say for theory, sale. for just in theory, the performance is not substantial at all. Like the jump is not substantial. It's a pivot. It's going to be a pivot, right? So it's right. a pivot instead of a jump, right? And and suddenly the 1080 and the 1080 Ti are a hundred dollars less than they are now. I mean, I think it makes it very compelling to stay with the previous generation at that point if all you're playing are more traditional games that you're not going to be trying to chase after ray tracing because you want to be the coolest kid on the block. Right, we have to do the money test then. $450, <laughs> 1080 <laughs> or 600 for the 10, 2070? 
Yeah. Oh, wait. 700? 700 for the... No, 2070 is 500. It's yeah, so theoretically... It's, but, but, but we're seeing like 600-ish right now. So I think 600 versus 650. Maybe say a good deal on that 1080. 1080 or 1080? I'm sorry, 500. I mean, it's supposed to be $500. It's going to settle down. It'll be 500 for 2070. Yeah, we'll see. RTX 2070 for $500. <laughs> Your money, Elena. We know you're the money person. Uh-huh. Or. All right, here we go. Here 1080, we go. 1080 for $400. 425. 425. 425 That's is only a bad $75 deal. difference. I mean, yeah, <laughs> hell, I don't want ray tracing. Are you going to well, go to I, a LAN party and be like, oh, where's the I don't think tracing? It, no, the thing is that, that that's still too high because Brad remembers this when um, when Pascal came out, like the spring, suddenly like Maxwell was like, like fire sale prices. Like you could get a 980 for something like 200 and something dollars, I think, if I remember right. It was insane. Right. It was and just like, these have uh, got to go. <laughs> like, it was just so all the cheap. the Pascal cards were selling for inflated prices at the same time. Yeah. So if we're talking about a situation like that, then obviously I would go last gen. If we're talking about a difference of $75, then maybe I would consider going with the $500 card. So you're saying you would buy the 1080 for 350 It's not going to be $300. ain't going to happen, right? It There's happened no- last gen. Yeah, but this, the, Pascal is not Maxwell, right? So mm-hmm. if we're talking about 350 for 1080 versus, say, uh, 500 for 2070 now what? Same thing? I would, still, I would probably go last gen. Because because you because the thing is no one's given us a roadmap right no one's saying you can start to expect these games with ray tracing at this time so mm-hmm. it could end up being like DX12 where you just it's what been four years since they've been talking about it that's a long time man yeah well it's fa- it's a fair point well and what what about on the production but, side so are those tensor cores uh, going to have any any good effect for the video editor like me you know it could could that be a, a reason to go the 20 series cuz sure maybe you don't get a huge jump in in current games but maybe you also get a performance gain in in professional applications there could be something cool i mean the tensor cores for what ai for photography and video all that inference stuff I'm sure Adobe a- will implement that in about 2028. <laughs> it's true. So. Good point. <laughs> I was telling you guys, I met uh, Alejandro. Hello, Alejandro, if you're watching. I met him and was talking to him last night, a full nerd fan at the event. Woo-hoo. And he's in, like an astrophysicist who uh, uses ooh. giant banks of 1080 TIs to do his thing. And he was actually really excited about the tensor cores coming to consumer products. So something like that it could be very game changing for you know yeah. scientists and stuff right uh oh and by the way i saw craigslist ad from alejandro <laughs> 50 1080 TIs for your price 500 dollars hardly used brand new <laughs> I, I just want to circle back because we we're talking about this we're getting pretty in deep about performance numbers and stuff. or would you pay this for a pascal instead of this for a gtx a turin uh we don't know that they're going to be slower. They could very well be faster. Right. I mean, it's not. I just want to be 100% sure. clear because yeah. right. the audience especially that yeah. we're I not did saying that these cards are slower. I did start my <laughs> answer with that, that yeah. we don't know anything about performance. And I do think people are overreacting. I think if performance is, you know, you know, small bit, you know, single digit better, but right right turn to ray tracing, what, that's like what, what's there to lose? Who the hell's going to go out by 10 e to save $100? I mean, there are people. 
Yeah. I mean, I think, you're, people, yeah, I think you're underestimating. I think you are underestimating what people are willing to do with their budgets. Because no. not all of us are willing to raid someone else's piggy bank. But, you know, it always, and this always comes down to developers. It's about developers, 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 right? Just so like Balmer said. It's like whenever I hear like Intel people are like, hey, our AVX512 performance, it's like, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, who uses it? Well, ain't no one, you know? Like, it's hard to justify all these instruction set features that all the, the CPU makers have if it's just no one no one implements it or it okay. takes five years for it to be implemented so so again like i said no roadmap yeah but that's why i kind of i kind of i personally think that this is uh has a high potential of being like a transition generation like i'm saying a baby step at the next year we'll see a refresh that not only is there more ray trace games available to play now but you know, it's the next note up, it's the seven nanometer, you'll get the great, you know, speed improvements and architecture improvements. And then if you've been holding out and didn't get this one, you got ray tracing and a faster card, you know, a year from now or whatever. So I actually have a question related to that because I'm not as steeped in the GPU world as everyone else is here. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> is this something that everyone actually wants or is this going to be like more like VR where it's really hot at first, but it could die off? Um, I, well, the difference between this and VR is you don't need to dedicate a living room to it. I think that alone <laughs> gives it, you know, much greater chances. Right. Um, but the end result for this, if, you know, it progresses, it's been the promise for 20 years still is that, you know, the Avengers movies are your games. You know, the CGI quality graphics are the kind of stuff that you're seeing in a game, you know, down the line. You couldn't get that with rasterized graphics. Uh, or traditionally how they're traditionally rendered. Uh, so, yeah, everyone says it's a good idea. It just it depends how long the road is going to be to get there. I think it's more. It, uh, and this was a, this is a huge jump. Like I like I was saying, uh, like if you render these games at 30 frames per second to 60 frames per second, I think somebody said in the comments, I mean, there's no way that a Pascal, Pascal card could do that. This is the RT cores and the uh, tensor cords are a big leap forward. Yeah, I I, th it, I think maybe it's more analogous to DX12, you know, where we've been waiting. I know, but yeah. people say they want things and then they don't happen. Yeah, yeah, so. true. DirectX 12, it wound up being very developer intensive. Like you got to get roll up your sleeves and get in the nitty gritty to get what you want out of DirectX 12. So it costs mm -hmm. a lot of money. It's going to depend on how easy you can implement ray tracing. And I don't know if we have the answer to that yet. Oh, that's what I remember. That's what I can uh -oh. ask. So, here, so here's the thing, and it brings it up, because Jensen said it just works. I swear to God, like every third sentence. <laughs> yep. Right, so doesn't that sort of impart, like, like the ray tracing, the ability, it sounds like the ability to add ray tracing into games is going to be a snap, right? I mean, if, if you keep saying it just works, then it's not going to be like DX12 where it's like, oh, my God, we've got to, like, we've got to devote a lot of engineers just to make this damn thing work now. This is just simply something that gets dropped into a game. You blow out a patch, and you've got CS:GO with ray tracing, right? I mean, I don't, <laughs> I'm just trying to do. Do we? Am I going too far? Because I mean, when you say it just works like 25 times, I guess it just. Works. I don't. I don't disagree with you. I, I think that they are confident in their. I'm guessing that that's in reference to their uh, ray tracing works, game works style tools. So it'll be their tools. Um, I'm not sure how easy it would be if you're using your own tools. So. I wouldn't, with how often you use it, I agree with you that I, I wouldn't be surprised. If it's not, it just works, but it's not, you know, like working on DirectX 12 where you're just 
cussing at the end of the day. <laughs> uh, some more questions? Yeah, yeah. Um, Mr. Flops uh, asked a while ago, uh, what type of PCIe do these cards run? PCIe 4? They didn't mention that, uh, so I would assume PCI 3, because I, there's not even PCI 4 motherboards. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be that interested to see if of. we're even near... And are we even near by 16 bandwidth out of a, I just, I, it? It's just an old question nobody cares about anymore, so... They do have the interesting... They switch from uh, traditional, you know, SLI connectors to the NVLink bridge, so... Yeah, that's they interesting, didn't... right? Yeah, well, when you're moving, you know, the amount... Think about the amount of data that it would take to... As many pixels as two RTX 1080 Ti's can push feeding a you know 144 hertz 4k monitor uh that's a lot of data so i'm not surprised to see them move that down and be like down from the business class into consumers do you think this means sli will come back brad mm. well 1070 doesn't support it 2070 <laughs> sorry 2070 that's for the cheap seats elena for those people like <laughs> deciding 500 dollars is now decide, the cheap seats. those are for the people who are like well i could get a 1080 for that price it's such a weird reversal because originally like sli was supposed to be a way to you know get more from a budget range card eventually you would just add in that second card and now it's like nobody just ever blocked it. it's just blocked off from people into, who would have done that intel overdrive for old timers who remember was was in a <laughs> socket that intel put on motherboards you can overdrive it with it it basically was another socket and it was just like no, nobody ever put the damn thing and it was just like <laughs> just putting that in there with the promise of oh you get one more thing then <laughs> that that's pretty much what sli turned into at the end which is sad <laughs> oh i mean couldn't you see it though i mean why go why go through the expense of adding nv link unless there's going to be another push for sli again Mm-hmm. Nah, uh, who was I watching today? I think it was Jay, Jay Two Cents videos. And he was uh, saying that his sources have heard that they're going to make a push for it again, actually. So who knows? Maybe. But, I mean, if anything was going to bring it back, it was going to be DirectX 12, right? Because the whole thing about DirectX 12 is that you can tell it to work together and make it all happen. So and that didn't happen. It, it Not killed immediately. Everything off. It's just taken a while. Right? I mean, it's I. It sort of seems like they're looking forward to maybe you're going to have ray tracing and maybe you really do need two 2080 or 2080 Ti cards to get 80 frames a second at a reasonable resolution wow. with these things. Mm-hmm. Man, I, this, a, this is the way it was. Thought. This is yeah. the way it was, though. Right? This is just. I don't understand why people are just. I. I People today are just so spoiled. You get we are. You get like what used to be top shelf <laughs> performance for one hundred and eighty dollars, and everybody's complaining about like. This is what happens when you spoil the people. People used to be like happy to like, oh my god, I can do this with just two cards instead of three or four. And that's the reason we have thirty two cores on the CPU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, question, uh, Brad Bastel over on Twitch is asking, um, about the cooler design on the Founders Edition cards. Is it really yep. that quiet? Were you able to, oh, to question. check it out? Um, I was around running, uh, cards. They had a bunch of really awesome mods by like some really top modders. You can check them out, I think, in NVIDIA's GeForce Garage series on their website. Um, and they were all out and about. Uh, you can check them out. 
but at an event like that, there's loud music playing. There's people talking. It's not a good good place to try to figure out how loud it is. But I don't. Nvidia typically doesn't make claims that aren't true. They might say something like like last night. Jensen said, uh, you know, the 2070 is X amount faster than a 1080 Ti. But he was specifically referring to RTX ops. So he he's not making that up. It is that much faster in that thing. So if he says, you know, it's five times quieter than what we had before, based on his history, I will treat that at his word until we're able to test it at least. Uh, Take it at face value. <clears throat> also, uh, Noel Martinez asked over on Facebook, so what the hell does AMD do now? How do you respond to this? Could they take the Ryzen path and super undercut them? Can they afford to do that? Well, they're giving away three free games with RTX 580s now, so... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, Vega has HBM memory, HBM2 memory, and that stuff's not cheap. Um, I think the one, or not the one, but one of the saving graces for AMD at this point is that NVIDIA's cards are priced so high. Because when I originally, you know, I pre-write a bunch of my articles when I, you know, expect to be covering something live like this. And one of my kickers was I originally said, you know, the RTX 2080 has effectively killed any reason to buy a Vega 64. But in my actual article, I had to change that because with it being seven to $800, I mean, there's still a lot of room in the middle for if you want to get adaptive sync and you want to get high frame rate to like 1440p, Vega 64 probably looks like a more attractive option now that this new generation of uh, uh, NVIDIA cards are out. Although, again, we're going to have to wait to see towards testing. Nice. Uh, you know, and Hopefully that makes sense. I'm, I'm kind of rambling. I'm getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so to, to go off of the, uh, the games that were mentioned, uh, what, what do all of us think about the, the 24 list? Uh, Kindis is saying that he thinks that most of them are meh, uh, or three or four that are kind of interesting. Uh, what what, what uh, do you think? Do you think that's the, the indication? The three that they announced, I mean, I love the Tomb Raider series. I love the Battlefield series, and I love the Metro series, so I'm excited for those three alone off the bat. Yeah, Metro. And like I said, I was perusing the list. PUBG's getting the deep learning super sampling. Arc Survival Evolved is janky. I don't like it, but a lot of people do. <laughs> uh, so, you know, if it can help clean that up a little bit, great. <laughs> oh, yeah, and PUBG's a big deal, right? So, Oh, yeah. yeah. And Battlefield, despite all the controversy, it's, you know, that's always a AAA game, and I look forward to blowing some buildings up. Nice. And seeing the reflections in shiny new cars. Yeah, that is in crazy their eyes. It's like, <laughs> all right, boss, where'd you? So where'd you take all the cars from the car lot? Oh, I stored them over there in that street. There's going to be a battle there today. <laughs> we just have them waxed in detail. Uh, so what, 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 do you, what do you guys think uh, overall of the presentation? Uh, so we can move on to the... Uh, the PC gear at oh, right. Gamescom. I do want to hear wow. about that. Do we have you know? time for that? I mean, you know, let's, yeah. let's, I definitely want to uh, touch on a little bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, Brad, you know, you excited? Thumbs Hitman, up? Wait, looking at this game list, Hitman 2 oh. is also getting DLSS. And I'm, you know, I love it. I love the Hitman series. Yeah, Hitman's awesome. Uh, so Serious Sam 4 is getting it. I also love the Serious Sam series. Final Fantasy 15, which, I mean, everyone who wanted to play that probably has already. But <laughs> but if you want to be around a gorgeous boy band, you can spend more time with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, most people, well, to be fair, most people are probably like me. They've started to play it, and there's no <laughs> chance they finished it yet. So, not your chance. <laughs> you have any last last thoughts on the uh, d- the big 2080 breakout? I'm just really interested to see where performance lands. Given those prices, it'll just really put everything into context. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, we have to, you always want to see what it's going to be. I, I still also would agree with that, but at the same time, I, I can, I'd have a hard time going out and buy a 1080 Ti. It just doesn't, to me, make but you've sense. Always, but you never will go backwards. Well, That's but, just your thing. <laughs> it just, you, you know, what's going to happen is these features are going to get added. There's, there's a lot of push for, I mean, this is a, and it's, it, this is a, a big moment. This is ray tracing finally consumer gaming i mean it's just like it's been coming forever right so i I think it's a big deal so it's it is a big deal i'm just thinking that a lot of people do have budgets they're working with so they might just be they just might buy a last gen card play that for a while until this all gets to a point where they feel it's ready for them to take that next job yeah i I, I think that save some cash in the process i think it's reasonable but i just sort of think i don't think my gut says this is not we're not going to go so far backwards or backwards at all that mm-hmm. it's worth not having these features. It's not about going backwards, you know? but there's just a lot of people who take their time with their games list. They're not playing all the games when they first launch or they they don't need to play it with all the latest features turned on. Yeah. Okay. You're you're well representing the cheap people, Elena. Only buying <laughs> I know, on humble. I know bond, where I humble, belong. Whatever the humble, whatever <laughs> humble bundles. Humble, humble. I can't hey, even I saved say a lot of cash bundle. going that route. <laughs> I only play triple A games after bundle. they've been out for five years. Got a scratch off coupon. <laughs> I think this has the potential to be like when you look back in history, like one of those like this is where ray tracing got started kind of releases. Um, I also, like, I, I keep saying it because I really strongly believe, wait for reviews on this. Think about, cause I always say, don't buy for the future right now. Cause you never know how long it's going to take for that future to come. So if it does wind up not having a huge leap in traditional game performance, but does have this ray tracing stuff. I mean, AMD's had async compute inside of its you know, GCN series for seven years now and DirectX 12 today never came. People who bought for that are still waiting for that day. So I have, think it has definitely has the potential to be uh, like a shifting, defining moment in graphics card technology this series. I also think there are a lot of question marks around it. And like I said, pretty much when I started, I wouldn't personally pre-order. I would wait for reviews and stuff. But definitely that's from a, coming from a current generation card. Like if you had a seven series, you, or even a nine at this point, um, where do you upgrade to? You know, it. I I don't want to talk about whether it's what is worth upgrading to until I've tested it. Like I have no idea. I, I don't want to say if you have a nine series, you should buy this versus this until I've got numbers. In sure, sure. <laughs> That's agreeable to be safe, obviously, especially when we do it. When you this is a this is a, a big shift, right? So you don't want to. No one wants to be the first one. You don't want to buy a video want, card wanna, or hardware just to run a tech demo. So yeah, I don't want to undersell it. I don't want to oversell it. I'm just trying to sit here and say, hey, this could be huge, but it could also be growing pains. You know, Here, here's the last thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna bust out the, the last actual thing. last thing. George Alves from Intel PR. This is like forever ago. He's like, <laughs> yeah. 
you remember all the crap you gave us about the whatever the SSC and the and the Pentium two when you did a an MP three? Like there was no if you do that same now with a if you had bought a Pentium three or whatever the hell it was or and and you had put in the money for that three years later when you're doing your MP three encode, it would be you know a quarter of the time on a Pentium two. So he was like, it, it takes time, but when it finally arrives, look at the performance difference. In your face, Gordon! Three years is a long time to wait for it, though. I, I mean, I, that's a lot of coding you could do in that time. It was probably like four years. It was like forever. You know, CPU instruction sets just take forever to get supported. So, <laughs> you know, we'll see. All right. Sorry. Oh, PC oh. hardware. PC yeah. hardware. We got Let's talk about Gamescom. Yeah, so this is my first time in Germany. It's my first time at Gamescom. And actually, it's pretty great compared to E3 or something like that. Uh, if you go to E3, it's traditionally called a you know, a console show, show because, sure, there's a lot of PC games, but they're, you know, it's also launching on PC. This is coming to PS4 and PC kind of a deal. But walking around the utterly massive Gamescom floor, it's 11 halls. It makes it's like two or three times the size of E3, just sheer size and spectacle. Uh, there are PCs everywhere. It's great. Uh, some of the things I managed to see today, if you follow me on Twitter, you saw some of the ones that I saw uh, around all around the show floor today. You started to see all the custom uh, RTX series cards. So we saw, or I saw today, I saw the EVGA custom card. Uh, Couple different MSI cards. There's a palette card. There was a Gainward RTX 280 actually, so or 2080. I'm never gonna hit these straight. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, today you could go out there and see all the different kinds of cards are out there. One thing that's interesting is that they all have pretty much the ones that I saw tend to have very large and powerful looking coolers. Uh, looking at that initial wave of stuff, it makes me wonder. One, is it because I'm not trying to circle back to the 2080, but that's how it happened. Is it because it uh, uses a lot of power and generates a lot of heat? Or is it because NVIDIA is doing a dual blower Founders Edition now? And are they just trying to differentiate by having these bigger, more badass coolers? But that's the trend that I'm seeing for the initial custom ones, at least, uh, that they're bigger and more badass. So. so, Brad, very, very important question. Did you see any RGB versions of those cards? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh <laughs> Especially Gordon's face right now. <laughs> it was actually really hard to take pictures of stuff because these were all tempered glass PCs, you know, mm. behind. They were in glass yeah. boxes in a brightly lit floor, and it was really hard. But uh, the most RGB ones that I saw were the MSI Gaming X Twin and MSI Duke, which were at the Windows portion of the Microsoft booth in just like seizure inducing PCs. Sweet. And. <laughs> If you want RGB, that looks like the one to get. All was right, the, then. The fans or the whole fan cowling was, was RGB? The whole thing, the whole outer bits and oh. everything. <laughs> nice. Vegas in a single card. Yep. Vegas? So, yeah. Just kidding. Vegas. <laughs> so, yeah, that was going on. What else did I see today? There are all kinds of badass case mods, especially uh, from European retailers, who I'm not familiar with because they're European. But I'm guessing case modding is bigger over there because, like, the Captiva booth, uh, there's a company called Eraser that had a lot of really, like, exotic high-end PCs. Like, everywhere you look, there were PCs. Um, if you go to the EA booth, they had two different giant 64-player LAN things going on. Ooh. So, 
just everywhere. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> so not much console gaming there. There is still. I mean, the Nintendo Switch had its thing. What's What's really interesting compared to E3 or something like that is the the weird extra crap. Like you could play laser tag here. They had an obstacle course in the skate park. No, I would um, not want that at an E3. <laughs> the <laughs> obstacle course was actually at the Fortnite thing. Too. Oh, it's like, you don't go there and play right. Fortnite. You go to the Fortnite booth and yeah. take an obstacle course. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a really interesting show. At one point, I was in the Aorus, the Gigabyte Aorus booth, and they had like a shout casted. Uh, League of Legends match going on live right there. If you look across the street or the the hallway, there's the Twitch booth, and they had like an old bearded man in like a tiger jumpsuit or something playing a banjo. So it's yeah. it's like a really interesting event. But there are computers everywhere. <laughs> they actually have the whole or half of the second floor of one of their halls dedicated entirely to retro gaming. So, like, I was going through there, and they had the Amiga Future, which I guess is a publication or at least a group in uh, hmm. Germany, brushed out. They had a whole bunch of Amigas. You could play Jaguar. They had old Pong tape, like, that are actually, like, you see the circuit boards and stuff. Play Pong on the old. Neat. Yeah. I also saw the Cyberpunk demo. That's the one video game demo I took today, Cyberpunk 2077 from the uh, makers of Witcher 3, their first-person sci-fi RPG that's coming out at some point. And it is just as amazing looking as everybody said at E3. (laughs) This time around, they uh, let you, you know, make a couple different choices that you couldn't before if the crowd agreed on it because you watched it in, like, a theater. Uh, And it looks amazing. I doubt it's going to come out on current-gen consoles. People are disagreeing with me on Twitter, but... I've seen it and I stand by that. <laughs> hmm. Nice go. You put that on some uh, some paper, Brad. <laughs> that game's been coming out for years. If you want to write it down. <laughs> In 27, 2077, I'm guessing that's the year it's Cyberpunk. Do they still have all the black and leather thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're all samurais and you know neon and leather and stuff i'm just thinking i would have expected it would have been like bell bottoms and wide lapels or something because like you just don't know what fashion is going to be like in 2077 then it would have been afropunk yeah i mean you know <laughs> and it's the 70s 2077 but uh nice. one thing that was really interesting to me at gamescom is when you think of like the microsoft booth at a gaming event you think you're going to xbox right but actually if you go to the microsoft booth uh, they have just as much space devoted to Windows. They had just as much space, like huge sections sectioned off. So HP, HP was showing off a bunch of things. That's something that I tried today. That's really awesome. You wrote it up. Uh, oh. Really? Yeah. Uh, the uh, active cooling headsets that use thermal oh, yeah, yeah, yep. the air cans. They had those at the show. I'm like, are these the ones that keep you freaking cool? I was already sweating because I'm a sweaty guy and it's a game show. It's a trade show. Uh, and they're like, yeah, yeah. So you pick it up and, you know, they have these these cups. And inside is the speakers on a metal plate kind of. And if you touch it, it's like so cold to the touch. And you take your finger off and there's residue condensation there. That's how cold it is. You put it on your head and it's genuinely refreshing even in the middle of a show floor. So wow. I'm really interested. How's the sound on them, though? I mean, it didn't seem great. <laughs> and he's on a it trade didn't show seem floor. bad. It didn't seem great. Yeah, it's a trade show floor. It's hard to figure out again exactly. But, but like my ears are sweating already. It hasn't really? been that long. Yeah, and yeah, yesterday was horrible. Yeah, it's hot. Oh, I do not have this problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm finding out here in Germany that it's very humid and nobody has air conditioning, and it's. Ooh. Not fragrant. even the hotel room. Oh, that's interesting. Not very good air conditioning. They have like a dial where you can 
kind of move a, a rotating dial and it says plus on the top and minus on the bottom but it doesn't actually tell you the temperature and it's not really getting that much cooler oh. so. <laughs> so you're sad. saying it's fragrant over there nice yeah oh. that's a good that's so, a good term so picture picture a trade event in the middle of this oh yeah with 11 halls full of people Ooh. yeah i gotta say taiwan taipei is is really super hot and humid but they got the air air conditioning down like every single place has like you know like your dad's station wagon air conditioning you know like they turn that on you get a nosebleed because it was so cold that 75 chevy kind of like yeah <laughs> Taiwan everywhere it's like that that's <laughs> terrible interesting I heard yeah. from people who went to the AMD event not to be crazy but same thing in Italy there was no air conditioning at the AMD uh, Threadripper event so yeah yeah. Hayden was complaining about it. Hayden's actually here coming to Gamescom for us, too. We'll Ooh. have articles from him soon. I was looking at the hardware. He's looking more at the actual games. Uh, and he spent all summer in Europe. And he's been in really humid France. And he's like, I did not expect it to be this unpleasant in Germany at 80 degrees or whatever it is. So, Hey, did you get a feel for breakdown where the machines were mostly Intel, AMD? Were they kind of like, you know, small, small socket or big socket machines mostly? Um, it's hard to tell a lot of them because there are so many giant coolers and RGB okay. going on these days, mm. but there was a healthy mix. There were definitely, you know, a healthy representation for Ryzen. There was, in cool. fact, a giant badass Star Destroyer mod that had oh. Ryzen and Blazing right all throughout the middle Is of it. Is that on your Twitter feed? Because I totally want to see that. Uh, no, but I actually have, for people who are curious of what I saw at Gamescom, I just filed, it's, you know, like 50 pictures or something like Ooh. that of all, all the right. coolest things that I saw I'll at Gamescom. It's going to be going up on the site sometime this week. I'm not sure oh, when. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you should go look at that. I, and I know what it is. I've seen that mod. It's awesome. But you, you're you going to blow your no, mind, this is a Brett? different one. Really? Is, are you talking about Sanders, Vanderbilt? <clears throat> I don't know. There's been, there's one that's been floating around for a few years. This yeah. one opens up like a sandwich like a sub oh really is it like six feet long <laughs> yeah is it is it a so here's the thing is it a jedi oh, star no. cruiser destroyer or is it an imperial star destroyer I, I think it's i think the tag next to it said it was a b-wing really no i'm just <laughs> <laughs> I like, what? i'm telling you I've seen it. It's a Jedi Star Destroyer. Oh, that was good. Oh. They should do a B-Wing mod. Oh. The whole thing would just kind of... Yes, B-Wing. It's like a rotisserie. <laughs> I just modified a rotisserie oven. <laughs> yeah, we have to... I think we better let go Brad. Brad, go now. He's starting to yeah. lose it. Go get some dinner, <laughs> some sleep. Thanks for coming on. I think everybody appreciates it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I guess we sort of got... Yeah, we got the Q&A earlier. Yeah, I mean, we got... Them. People were asking so many questions, we mixed it in. So, okay. yeah, we're, we're running a little over but uh, next week we'll have you back in your normal spot, right? Uh, yeah, at yes, home. Maybe he'll be able to say something or maybe not say something. So we don't know. I don't know. I know the same things you know. That's what I've been saying the whole time. Cool. <laughs> next right. week, though, I should definitely finally be able to talk about my G-Sync HDR reviews. So Ooh. I've wrapped that up while I was on 10-hour layover this weekend. All right. Nice. Cool. Let's wrap it up. Oh. Okay, I think I'm gone too. Wait, where are my notes? <laughs> See, I'm, I can't. Even, took me a while to remember anything. Check I'm on just, your MacBook. 
Yeah, check out my MacBook. Yeah, I'll do this. I will do this so people can see the difference. See, I'm going to do this on my Mac. <laughs> do this. Every Mac has a secret feature. Check back next week for your fix of PC Talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Send questions and comments to thefullnerd at pcworld.com. Also, please leave us a review at iTunes.com. It's the biggest place that people listen to uh, podcasts. And also, every time you do, Apple... Uh, makes an, a Mac with a foldable screen. <laughs> yeah. I'm making that up. Obviously, we're gone. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas from Cologne, Germany. Thank you. Good. Alina uh, Yee. Bye, everyone. And Adam Patrick Murray's going to hit that off switch. Uh, go fly a B-wing. <laughs> yeah. It only goes left and right. <laughs>